Hey, the Get This Podcast is brought to you by ProPhotoGo.com, professional photography on demand. Use coupon code GETTHIS to get 10% off your professional photo session. So whether you need new headshots, you have a big event coming up, or you just don't want to look so silly on social media, you need some new photos, go to ProPhotoGo.com and use coupon code GETTHIS. Hey everybody, this is Kevin Kautzman. Welcome to Get This, the podcast about things people love. It's a brand new podcast. This is episode uno, one, the first podcast of the show. I'm so excited because it's January 29th, 2018, 19, 2019, 2019. It's still January, so I get away with it. Um, and... You know, the world around us is falling apart. Everything is very negative, it feels, a lot of the time. And this is a podcast about the things people love. So the goal here is for me to interview guests in my studio in Washington Heights in New York City or by Skype. And people share something with me that they love. It's a piece of media. It's a video. It's a book. Something they're excited about. And we use that as a means to start a discussion. I get to know the person. And through that, hopefully you get to know the person too. Simple concept. I couldn't be more excited. Uh, it's getthispodcast.com. How easy is that to remember? Pretty easy, right, Jose? Pretty easy. What do you say? I'm sorry. Getthispodcast.com. <laughs> getthispodcast.com. That's easy, right? And you yep. can find it on iTunes and all the usual shenanigans. And I'm here with my good friend, Jose Ignacio. Gomez. See, I went for the, the Spanish uh, pronunciation. I <laughs> yeah, did my Ignacio. best. Yeah, Ignacio. No Z. Very good. Very good. I did my best. Uh, he's, a, he's a very talented actor here in New York uh, and a native of Venezuela. And as anybody who isn't living under a rock is aware, there's a lot happen happening in Venezuela. And Jose was gracious enough to share a video uh, by a comedian and we'll put that in the show notes. You can watch it. Tell, tell me, tell me about this comedian. Uh, uh, you know, I just know about her through Facebook um, because she posted posts a lot of stuff in there, and a lot of people share everything she does. Um, well, she's she's definitely funny, but serious and very smart when it comes to these kind of subjects that we are gonna comment about today. Um, yeah, and, and like I said, yeah. we'll we'll share this video in the show notes. The idea, exactly. yeah, the idea is uh, Jose. I think today are, are principally going to talk about Venezuela and the state of affairs, but we're looking for a, a means to get into it. Mm -hmm. So I'm poking around here now on Twitter. Uh, I think I retweeted it earlier today. Um, so yeah, what? I so, sent it to you. On Facebook, yeah, yeah. So. What is her? What is her common, comedy normally about? This is uh, uh, Joanna Hausmann. Yeah, she kind of like uh, make jokes about misconceptions about Latin people and how uh, people misunderstand sometimes. Sometimes things things we we say because our pronunciation um, or or situations that I don't know 
people assume that we have to react in the same certain ways because we're Latins. Want to party or right. that's it? That we don't care about anything else. Uh, oh, you're Latin, yeah, rumba. Uh, you know, I mean, it's like why do you, yeah, why, do, those kind why of are Latins so extraordinary at dancing? What is the deal? That, yeah. I mean, that's a stereotype, right? But I mean. It can be, but I, don't, I mean, I don't know. It's just we have a different life, a, a, a dancing style. Um, there's a lot of good dancers here too, but it's not the same. Like in Venezuela, when you're growing up, for example, in Venezuela and in the Caribbean, uh, you have to dance. You want to get a date, no matter what <laughs> gender or, or gender orientation oh, you have. You know, you need to dance. That. Oh yeah. my God! As like a nerdy kind of even you know, yeah. writer, Me white and, guy coder. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah. In fact, it's better if I don't date uh, dance. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it depends. I mean, I'm mostly in my youth, in my teenagers. I was very much a rock and roll guy. I started playing guitar for a long time. Uh, uh, but anyway, I needed to dance merengue uh, in a party <laughs> because, you know, otherwise how do you approach a girl and then they yeah. start a conversation. So and mostly when you're very shy and all these Venezuelan women are so beautiful and so smart and, you know, way more, you know, advanced than any of us. So you need to, you know, you need to have your move. Right. You got to be able to show them you got <laughs> what it takes. I guess the equivalent for me growing up in North Dakota would have been like a car, you know, <laughs> oh, I have a car. I guess I'm, you know. Well, yeah, I mean that definitely helped everywhere. Mate, yeah, it doesn't hurt. Well, so let's let's um, mention again by name this woman uh, whose video you shared. Yeah, Joanna Hausman. Um, well, the thing is that uh, I was looking for a video to share or anything, and that just popped up today, uh, yesterday night, I think it was, and I sent it to Kevin. Um, because she explains, you know, in a five minutes very well what's going on exactly because there's, there's a lot of misconception of what's going on right now in Venezuela. And a lot of people from left or right there, like, taking sizes and, and the left are, are calling this a coup uh, from the right wing and the United States is taking over again and putting their hands into Latin America. And this is not the case at all. With being in this fight for 20 years, since 1998, when Chavez was elected president, and, well, it's been the longest and more suffering 20 years of the Venezuelan history. Uh, and right now, we finally find a way through the Constitution to take over control of the country and this is all legal. It's based on different articles on the Constitution. Um, I'm not a politician. I'm an actor. Uh, so whenever I, if I ever say anything wrong, you can just put, you know, your comments underneath or something. Yeah, I, you know. But again, I pretty I much have is, the information, the basic stuff. This is not principally a clear. political podcast, but mm -hmm. I think the idea is this is about things people love, and I, I think mm -hmm. it's fair to say that you love your country. You Definitely, love, you know, yeah, yeah, of you course. You have a lot of yeah. roots there. I, th I found that video very uh, intense, and this mm -hmm. is a, a woman who is a comedian. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, and she, but she's using her ability as a speaker here mm -hmm. to make a point uh, and to try and correct some of what she sees to be misinformation coming mm -hmm. out. I mean, her quote on Twitter here is there is far too much misinformation and mm -hmm. oversimplification about the situation in Venezuela. And if I'm not speaking out of turn, Jose, her, mm -hmm. her point is that it's not about left or right at this point. At this juncture. Definitely not. It's about yeah. human rights and um, yeah, and all kind of crimes that have been committed to the Venezuelan people. 
during all these years, uh, freedom of speech, we don't have it anymore because most of the private channels and radio stations and newspapers have been closed by the government. People have been losing their properties because they're, the government is being expropriating private private uh, uh, real estate or properties or businesses or anything they want. Um, How long has that been going on? I mean, it's been going progressively, progressively going since 1998. Since it started, kind of like digging in, they changed the constitution, they changed this, they start doing changes like that. And then eventually they start taking over and and putting out the real face of the of of, of themselves, which is dictatorship plus communist plus controlled by the Castro's in Cuba and and friends of all the enemy enemies of the of the world, <laughs> basically. You know they're they're connected with narco traffic people, with, with the, the the guerrillas in Colombia with uh, terrorists in the Middle East. So this is the worst people ever uh, in Venezuela that, 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 or in any country that, that you want to have in the government. Yeah, and what I understand is that there's, in terms of, I guess, geography or geopolitics and natural resources, there's no reason for this. There's the, the largest oil supply or oil reserves in the world exist mm -hmm. Is yeah. it off the is it off the coast of Venezuela or is it's, it... it's pretty much in all over the the territory, mostly in the Lake Maracaibo and then the state of Bolivar. But then we have it's like well we have this joke since we were or well, that's that's why Venezuelan used grow up saying that you just dig a hole and you find oil anywhere, and it's pretty much like that. Of course, there's like main regions, like I said, Lake Maracaibo, and then those are the ones that it comes to my mind, and, and Orinoco River, and then the, the Delta Amacuro is another region close to the east side, well, and, its side coast. And uh -huh. so we were joking earlier about you know these Latin stereotypes, and uh, you know, joking aside, and I, and I mm -hmm. mean this to sound confrontational, <laughs> but what is it about the the culture? of Venezuela or Latin America where, and I'm not, and I'm coming from the United States where we have our own problems. So I'm not sitting in judgment. I just want to understand the culture. You, you, you keep using this word in our private conversations, corruption, corruption, corruption. Mm -hmm. And my understanding of this last election, again, per this video that we watched, mm -hmm. uh, that you shared with me, uh, is that only 20% of the population voted and, a number of those people were government employees who were forced to vote, yeah, they were and there was no standing opposition in the vote. Mm -hmm. So the vote is considered invalid by the majority of the Venezuelan people. Yeah, and on, on top of that, the the elections were supposed to happen in the at the end of the of last year in 2018, and then they they changed the the dates to I think it was May when they elected again Maduro. Well, which is not true. And then on top of that, also the the people in charge of the elections in Venezuela is controlled by the government. All of the powers in Venezuela are controlled by the government. And the only chance we have was in 2015, when the opposition finally beat them through elections, and we won back the assembly by 90% of the assembly was part of the opposition. 
And, and when the, the assembly would be the equivalent of like equivalent our maybe to the, the the house the yeah the house the, of representatives the house of representatives yeah, sure so what happened then is that not conformed you know the Maduro's regime not conformed with this they decided to create a new assembly and a new like that's the way she put it very yeah very in a very smart way she compared it with the the house of representatives so so imagine in, in the U S uh, you know, everybody. The, the, well, right now, the the Democrats won the House back, and then, but the but then Trump decide decide right now not to to accept that, and then create a new House, and then this House in this House he's gonna put all the people that are gonna value only the things he wants, and then and then eventually create a new Supreme Court, and then you know take control of all the government, and then make the law they want, and put in jail whoever opposed them, and, and do ex- ex- whatever they want. And is this because the military backs them, and, and then it just becomes kind of a quasi dictatorship? Yeah, is is all of the bad things you can you can have in a government? That's what this regime is. It's not only corrupted; it's involved with narco traffic. Uh, two of the closest, uh, well, the stepson of the first lady, and and his kind of brother. The, these kids were like, I think they're between twenty-seven and thirty-two years. They are in jail in the in the United States in prison because they were trying to smuggle nine hundred kilos of cocaine. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, out wow. of the. Uh, I mean, at least at least our uh, corrupt leaders already have all the money they need. <laughs> I mean, we well, yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. they always want more, doesn't it? Right, of course, yeah, it never ends, does it? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but in Venezuela... We just elect our Yeah, we, we have our, our history before Chavez, and then Chavez just didn't, didn't appear out of nowhere. The problem is that uh, when we... When we get back our democracy after 1958, we have our last, before this one, our last dictatorship government, then Democrats took over. But then eventually they didn't, you know, they became greedy. They you know, they became making a lot of mistakes, forgetting about the, the real needs of the people. And then the poor population started growing up. And they didn't invest in the education and didn't invest in, you know, in the basic needs. And then people started getting angry, angry, angry. And then finally they... Well, and now these these rates of inflation, what mm-hmm. she said in her video, oh, yeah, is, apparently is that a day's minimum wage yeah, won't uh, buy you two eggs. Something well, ex- like that. Well, no, exactly. No, it's, it's even, I mean, it's, it's bad as... Uh, I think the minimum, the, the minimum salary, not talking about minimum wage, is like, it's three to four dollars a month oh <laughs> it's not you know an hour it's Whoa. a month well and and with that you cannot buy anything well, well okay so let's zoom out here and so presently the the president of uh venezuela was this cat maduro mm-hmm. correct and but he's been supplanted by this interim president who's younger than i am by a year Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name now? Juan Guaido, the Guaido. president of Venezuela right now. He's mm-hmm. the interim president. Interim president, yeah. Yeah. And, but, and, and now let's, let's pause for a second and talk about, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the perception that some people have that this is an American coup. 
So what do you what do you make of all that? As a as a native Venezuelan, mm-hmm. somebody was standing, you're living in the yeah. United States, you have family back in Venezuela, you've mm-hmm. got roots in Venezuela. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um uh lived to my born and raised till I was twenty six and a half years and then I moved to the States. Um but first I wanna finish which what with what I was saying before sure. is that is uh that that's why, you know, all of these governments from the fourth republic, the way we call it, uh uh, all of these governments didn't take care of the population, the people in Venezuela, and then Chavez came out of nowhere with his sword and promising, you know, he's going to revenge and end corruption and, and all he, of this. He, he was a populist leftist leader. He was a populist. He actually did a coup. The, the, the way we know Chavez is that he did a coup in 1991 or 92. I remember exactly the year against Carlos Andres Perez or maybe yeah around that uh, that time probably before I'm not don't remember these dates very I'll well. look it up we'll look yeah. up when the crew but anyway that's what I'm saying like you need to uh, search for these facts on, on the internet that is I mean the the the, the main the, the point is that he come from doing a coup against the government and then he went to jail in jail they Kind of like connected with all the lefties and the and the press and a lot of people and people kind of like started supporting his movement. It was ninety two and ninety two exactly. So I wasn't that bad. Uh, so <laughs> so they finally this president Rafael Calderas uh, uh, released him from jail, like giving him a pardon. Um, and eventually he started, you know, with his movement. And I remember, like, literally, you know, like, that's why you have to be careful. You can start with a little thing. He's, I remember one time, uh, who is this crazy guy talking in this tree in the middle of Caracas with, like, 50 people around him? And that guy was Chavez. And, yeah, and then, well, you know, it was a confabulation of You saw that, on, you saw that on TV or you were walking yeah, to, uh, um, to Starbucks I think, or yeah, something. everybody was putting him on the news and stuff. And then with little things like that. And then he became so big, big, big. I mean, eventually, I think it was like 80% of the... Of the the votes were for him well, when he won. This tyranny kind of creeps up on you, doesn't it? It's like you wake up one day and you're living under a regime that's leading you toward mass starvation. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this. I don't mean to be glib here, but it, are there Starbucks in Venezuela, or is it that? <laughs> is this that, is glib. I don't know. That's but, an important but, question. But we have McDonald's and Wendy's, and what else we have? Um, but, Pizza Hut. What so I remember, you, I don't you remember have that all well. of these American brands over there. But it, but it's known for being a quote unquote socialist nation, correct? Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, that's what Chavez was bringing in his new idea of the the socialism of the twenty first century. But behind this socialism of the 21st century is... Not, not your granddaddy's socialism. No, no, it's not that socialism we all call it here in, in, in the U.S. Like, it got nothing to do with that. It's not the socialism that, that Switzerland or, or Denmark or countries like that can have. It's got nothing to do with that. This socialism is not even... Shouldn't even be called that because it's a dictatorship manipulated by the Castros in Cuba... And I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna explain this because what's been happening is that we've been we have right now infiltrated. I think the numbers are always like changing every time I read in something. But it's like a hundred thousand Cubans in Venezuela, just Cubans, even 
including in the military, they came to the country passing by doctors or or people that were gonna professionals that were gonna help the economy or, or and help the people in Venezuela, which is completely. Uh, unnecessary the, because we got good doctors and good professionals and smart people in Venezuela. We don't need I, anything I like that. I think the Cubans can, can probably stay home and help themselves at this yeah. point, frankly. Yeah. yeah, so on top of that, we also have the uh, the guerrilla from Colombia infiltrated, and now, and now I hear like the ter uh, terrorist group from, from Middle East are also infiltrated in our, con in, our, in, our go in our country, in our territory, supported by the regime. So... And I, I'm gonna go back to 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 a little history too in my life, uh, and I, I got to say this: I I was one of those 80% of people that voted for Chavez. I regret it, but but I mean, a year after I knew this was a big big mistake, and I ended up moving to the states for many different reasons. That's one one that that one was one of those. But my father also he in the 70s he was a communist. Uh, you know, it was kind of like that moment, you know, we were, they were fighting for, you know, rights and a better world for everybody. It was that kind of moment. We were so blind about what the Cuban government was about, the, the Castro's regime. And was it, was it framed as Cuba mm -hmm. and then Russia and I presume China yeah. and that kind of access and, and those against fellas, the, yeah. the Americans? Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah, basically that's, oh, that's the whole uh, theme you know, when, when you talk to people that support these kind of governments, uh, this kind of these dictatorships um, and communists and all of that, is that's what it is. It's just hate about the American capital, cap capitalist uh, system and uh, and how repressed. I mean, I mean, America is not innocent, and no, no country is innocent I mean, you can, anymore. You, you can you can pull a long litany. <laughs> yeah, of things that the every United country States has the their CIA own faults, but the, the problem is when yeah. we forget that it's not the government, it's not the country, it's the people. In the end, in every nation that is suffering for the greedy in different ways, the the, the, the even the ideal is greedy, or the the, the imposition of some people ideals. Uh, and they they kind of like lose themselves into this into this mind of changing the world, and they become even worse than the than than the worst stream right. Uh, the, the, for me, the left and the right, when it comes to that stream, they are they are so similar because their actions are pretty much the same. They only want money for themselves, getting rich and rich, steal all the, all the money from their countries, change their rules so they can get more and more and more and support whatever well, they want. But an, an authoritarian is authorit an authoritarian. Yeah. I don't yeah. care. I don't care whether it's yeah. uh, whether it's a, an, an SS officer mm -hmm. or somebody from Stalin's army. If there's yeah. a boot on my child's mm -hmm. throat or on my own throat, I really don't care. Yeah. Uh, you know, what matters at the end is something mm -hmm. like liberty and, yeah. you know, the sovereignty of people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, not, not to get on my soapbox, yeah, but and, I mean, and, and this is, I, if, if I may, I'm sorry, but, mm -hmm. but coming from that video that we watched uh, from the mm -hmm. comedian, mm -hmm. uh, I, that, I really took that to heart. She's trying to drive home that, and, and Americans are so narcissistic, our, you know, our news mm -hmm. is, makes us so, we're, we're myopic, if not narcissistic. Um, we're, we're, we're trained to think in this binary it's zero or one. It's left or right, left or right, march, yeah, left, it's, right, march. It's month. awful. It's yeah. awful. It's and awful. it's two-year cycles, four-year cycles, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And so now we can only think about 
the politics of a foreign country with that mm -hmm. same programming. Mm -hmm. People don't even realize that they've been brainwashed. Mm -hmm. And this co comedian is saying, we're way beyond yeah. left or right here. Yeah, yeah. We are into some next level stuff. And mm -hmm. I appreciate that. And I'm, and I'm glad to have you on this, yeah, this yeah. podcast about the things that people love. Because I know that you're, you know, we, you know, we're pals on the side here, and this has come up a lot. And I, and uh, you know, and you're, you're the person from Venezuela I know uh, better than anyone. So I just figured, wow, we got to use this opportunity to to talk about some real shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, there's a lot of divisions right now in this country, and a lot of conflicts. And in, in going back to to the U.S., talking talking to the U.S. right now. Um, yeah, uh, but everything everything doesn't split down that neat line, yeah. does yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. When it when it comes uh, when when I see all these divisions happening in the U.S., it's so sad because all of us are Americans and we we're I mean, an American citizen too. Like I think I mentioned that before, and and I I came here to this country because I always knew this country was great. It was great for me, and and I don't know whether when they are talking that we need to make it great again. For me, it's like it being great all the time. <laughs> Well, That's why I'm know, here. It's a yeah, it's a, poli yeah, it's yeah, a political it's a, politica, it's a political slogan. Bullshit. Uh, but, so for mm -hmm. for anyone who's wondering, there does not appear to be a Starbucks in Venezuela. So if you're one of these people who's like, oh God, is there a Starbucks there? You can still go. Uh, <laughs> and, and and there's and and oh yeah, but I mean, uh, in 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 the worst scenario, you can find a very slow um, basic Wi-Fi, but you can find it. <laughs> so, so, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. There's sure internet. I'll, there's internet. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and this is another thing that seems shameful to me that like it would seem to me that this is a long coastline that I'm looking at here yeah, on Google we, Maps. We and pretty much have like. It's probably uh, the, probably as much coastline as California, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty much. That, uh, yeah, we have the. It's very strategic, Venezuela. On top of the oil, we have we have the. I think the biggest uh, north side of the coast of South America, on the north side of South America, is the biggest uh, coast on the Caribbean. Yeah, it just seems to me like ah, I just it's so strange. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I understand that we, you know there are enormous problems and enormous. Um, economic challenges and and there is the history of american um i can't remember the name of it but there was a policy where sort of like this hemisphere is ours is sort of the american uh, strategy around this stuff and so that there were a lot of you know dirty wars and interventions and the cia you know set up a number of um, puppets and all the rest and i think it it's sensible for the left to kind of have a reaction right now the hard left uh you know and to say, oh, this is a this is a coup, but you know, and I want to I want to hear the other side as well. So I mean, and we may not get it on this podcast because of you know you're you're kind of enmeshed in it. Um, you know, I encourage anybody to you know go do your research and try different um, outlets. But uh, yeah, I just don't I don't understand why with those oil reserves and all the rest, um, you know, in in ten fifteen years, you know. I mean, hopefully things turn, things turn around. I mean, what's what's it going to take? So let's bring it bring it forward to what I was talking about before. So mm -hmm. we have this new this mm -hmm. new cat, um, Guaido, Guaido, and uh -huh. and he's um, you know, uh, he's doing some merengue. <laughs> and, well, uh, yeah, no, with well, all due respect, and he's no, no, and now right, he's yeah. the interim president, and he's being acknowledged by countries around the world, not just the United States. I mean, and there's a there's an element right now of like anybody who Trump is Trump supports mm -hmm. 
-hmm. there's a group in the United States that's going to say, well, this is what, what is this? But he's being supported by other countries as well, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. It's like the first thing you hear is like, oh, the United States put in his dirty hands again in Latin America. But it's not true. We've been fighting for 20 years to get rid of this government. We finally have the way through the Constitution uh, to to get back the power, uh, have the new President Guaido on top, and people started calling this a coup, and it's not a coup. And and, and yeah. many other countries from uh, from uh, the, around the world are supporting this 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 President Guaido. One of the last ones bef before the first uh, backing up is actually being the United States. But the important things about the United States is that they can control a lot of the well, most of the financial money. Uh, that we get from the oil in Venezuela, but the problem is that if that money go to the, the, the wrong hands, which has been happening for the last twenty years, uh, then then that money is not going to is not going to be used to help the people and solve the problem. It's going to be to for like like the regime has been doing to pay uh, extremists to giving free oil to Cuba, you know, so they can support the regime. And that's why what they they all this I heard that the time. that the Bank of England denied. What's yeah, one point two billion dollars in gold. <laughs> Can you from imagine the Venezuela and what reserve? Was the, what's the previous president's name again? Maduro. Maduro. Yeah. So Maduro, <laughs> yeah, goes to the Bank of England and is like, "Hey, hey, um, uh, you know, I need that. I need to, you know, it's like you you go up and you're like, you got eight hundred dollars and you're gonna go to Las Vegas. Okay, give me some cash. And your bank yeah. is like, ah, you you only get four hundred at a time. They're like, no, you get none of your gold, none of your gold. One point two billion dollars yeah, worth a of little gold. Bit, you know? Oh my god. <laughs> but you know, and, but, but mean, that's the, why all this this guy do. I mean, but it's, this is not new. Chavez being why would you why would hiding, you hold all yeah. of that gold? Yeah. I guess I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure there are risks yeah. to holding it yourself. Yeah, Chavez I been hiding money in in with Cristina Kirchner in Argentina. Gold, there's gold from Venezuela has been hidden in Argentina. Unreal, you know, in between Chavez and Cristina and Kirchner. So, yeah, so we so don't know what's going to happen the with United that States. gold. There's, oh no, there's no, turmoil, and so it's the bank, no, bank of England or whatnot. No, no, and in the worst scenario, the United yeah. States like doesn't really need Venezuelan oil. It's just, I mean, no, to tell the truth. I believe the United States, I think we're now definitely net exporting, and I think we may be the big, biggest producer in the world now. Well, I, yeah. that might be truth. And then, and, and, and the ironical follow of this is that in Venezuela, we're actually buying gas from the United States, gasoline, because we're sure. not even producing well, that over there. because we can refine it. I mean, yeah. we have, uh, so, you know. So can you imagine a rich country that like Venezuela, you know, with all these resources, they don't they, they we don't have the you know the capacity of of have our own gas and and you know we need to buy gas right now from United States so yeah, we are we are the world's and when i say we i mean the united states of america uh are the world's largest producer of crude uh as of this year 2019 well there yeah. you go i mean so it's it's very Interesting, you know, but but again, so it so now it does sort of beg the question. You can think of it mm -hmm. like a leftist, like a hardcore leftist, and go, oh, you know, the United States is meddling again, and they're now now, you know, ten years mm -hmm. from now they're going to be Starbucks peppered all over that Google map, and oh my God, you know, and here we go. But at the same time, 
People are starving, right? It, oh no, yeah, yeah. The, the the situation is is devastating. Like not only starving, they they they're, they're scratching women for the are, trash women to find are, food. Women are uh, uh, prostituting themselves uh, over the border. Yeah, correct? I mean, and all of that, all of that happening, all of this crisis. Yeah, of course, people need to make money no matter what to support their family, to support themselves, to buy medicines for their family, to to you know survive. Right. So, and and this idea that it's some sort of you know, evil if the United States, and believe me, I'm no huge fan of, you know, the oil companies and all of this, but at the same time, you have to be a, some something of a realist and you kind of go, okay, well, maybe maybe we can get some oil production going and somebody's got to take over. And, and you know, and it, it, you know, I wonder what what is the answer? I mean, so now you have this new uh, interim president. They're, you're going to hold elections. Presumably, he'll run uh, and and potentially win, or, or someone else will win, and then what? And maybe I'm getting ahead of things, but like, what's the direction for the country? I'm sorry, said the last part again. Oh, I'm saying, what if things go okay? So let's imagine mm-hmm. a scenario mm-hmm. where everything goes well. Mm-hmm. Where do you see Venezuela in 10, 15 years? I mean, is it state well, I mean, oil? That is, that is... is it you know state healthcare, or does it? Do you go into a free market direction? That's kind of the question that everybody wants. Well, I mean, we we to, that's, that's to a, know the answer I, to. I think this is. The, I think the opposition and the people that are taking control of the government uh, and, and the country, we're giving the we're taking we're, we're getting our con- the country back into Venezuelan's people now. So we've been thinking about all of these. I'm failing and, and and trying to you know failing and and trying to make things better and we've been planning all of this for a long time so uh, I'm really positive and um, that all of the, the people right now that are gonna be in charge they they know what they're doing you know they they've been thinking about it for many 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 years and and, and failed many times so this is the moment where uh, I mean, we're we're believing a free economy, and in, I don't think in, in a stream capitalism or anything like that. But you know, just try to make it fair for everybody, basically. You know? Yeah, it's so interesting to watch. <sighs> but mean, the first the first thing coming to really to really be concerned about is that we need to take care of the basic things. Like people are dying, dying because absolutely. they don't have food. Uh, they yeah. don't, they cannot afford medicines. You cannot even find aspirin or basic stuff like that. Or even well, there was a period where you couldn't you couldn't even find uh, toilet paper. So it's ridiculous. So the the, the kids are are dying in hospitals just being born, Terrible. and you know they they put in sometimes in two boxes whatever they f- they find and, around. And you know what? I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you that I'm sorry for taking and there's this images of these in the internet. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. I'm sorry. You're yeah. right. You're right. I'm going. I just I tend to I've consumed a fair amount of media around this, and Americans we we do tend to sort of go immediately to like oil because I think in our minds we go okay if we can just figure out how to get this working then everything else will solve itself but you're right it won't i wonder i mean it, it, it there are people suffering right now so i think it's worth just pausing and and reflecting on the tragedy of that mm-hmm. you know the year is the year is 2019 and we have people you know uh how 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 much of a flight would it be from new york how 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 long Six hours, seven uh, hours. Yeah, from New York to Caracas, I think it's like four and a half, five and a half hours. Five and a half hours, I think it is. Right. Uh-huh. It's just, it's just an absurd scenario. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, and it, it obviously it's mismanagement, and and the the nation has made 
not even the nation, just the leadership has made poor choices mm -hmm. and justified it. And, there, you know, you'd like to think that there would be a period of justice. I'm not suggesting mob justice or that mm -hmm. you would, you know, string people up. But there, at the very least, you would think, wow, some people are going to have to answer for this. Is that the oh, direction definitely, it's going? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, that has to to happen. And, and you know, we're calling a, an, an amnesty because there's a lot of people in the military and in political uh, positions that, you know, or consulates and uh, in the embassies, you know, around the world uh, that we need to create an amnesty to tell these people, okay, if you haven't done anything just because you were working for the government, you know, you're not going to be in, in trouble because that's a way to tell these people to react and open themselves and back up the new president, Guaido. And right, I, think I mean, you have a, this a, whole class of bureaucrats and yeah. politicians, especially in a country that's as yeah. socialist and, as that, and, that and are going to be loyal to the op or to, to I guess the, the yeah. deposed guy. Exactly. And then, yeah, that, that creates a lot of problems. It's very, mm. it's very tricky. Yeah, and then the most important thing is that President Guaido comes from a military family. I think his grandf grandfather and his grandfather's brother or something like that were in the military and. And this is very important because the military needs somebody to trust right now because it's, they're very divided, um, but not so much divided lately because all of them are whoever is in the military in Venezuela is suffering from the same struggles of the of the civilians because because in the end they're affected with it because they're married to people you know that they're civilians they're not everybody's in the military so everybody's going through the same kind of situation no no they'll find the medicine food they they, they cannot pay for the for the their, their kids for to go to school um to buy their their books or i mean it's everything everything is collapse and so what president Guaido is is bringing in and it's, this is all being very well planned by certain heads of the opposition, and they they kind of they were moving the the how do you call it in in, in like in chess they were moving the moving the pawns the pawns or the pieces exactly the right pieces at the right moment and it's it's a beautiful strategy and everything that is happening right now is giving up giving us a lot of hope because it feels and you can see that it's very well planned. Uh, the the fact that we have Guaido right now, the president, means a lot. He's a guy that comes from the military and he knows how, how to put everything together and negotiate. And this is very important right now. And this, this Guaido character was part of the Congress or the Assembly, and, whatever it is. Yeah, and ironically, too, like people are calling this a coup and it's something like the far right taking over Venezuela and the hands of America, all of this... Uh, BS, and then the truth is that Guaido comes from a center-left uh, popular uh, uh, party. So, so yeah, right. And has there that. been violence? I mean, has anybody? Well, and then of course, yeah, it's been violence. There has been violence, but not from the opposition. The violence always been coming from the government, from well, the from the government of Maduro, the re regime. But I don't want to call it a government anymore. But the government is the government of Venezuela. Is Guaido right? Well, now. so there you go. So it's not by definition a coup. Mm -hmm. So a coup. Yeah. And this is where we get mm -hmm. into the wonderful mm -hmm. double speak that right. yeah. you know is so prevalent in media. A coup defined is a sudden, violent, and illegal seizure of power from a government. So it doesn't sound like you know. I don't think civilians can 
can execute a, queue, a, a exactly. coup unless they're using military and, or you know weapons exactly, and things. Uh, so, and I'm not saying civilians did this, but I, it, it sounds like it, it might have been sudden. Was it sudden? Uh, sudden, like uh, the the actions to overthrow Maduro. No, it's, it's been a very beautiful, peaceful, methodical. But, yeah, I mean, we've been doing riots and riots and, and marches and of millions of millions of people. Well, when you say okay, the, but when uh, you say riot, that that suggests well, no, riots. I'm sorry, yeah, riots. He said, yeah, it's a different word in English. I mean, that it's definitely I know what it is. But you mean you mean confused. like marches and well, things. we were marching peacefully for years and years, and what happened on January 23rd. Uh, this January 23rd, is that around the country, the main cities, the towns, everybody went out to the streets and marched peacefully. I think it's one of the most beautiful things I've seen political, politically wise from a country. And not only, not only in Venezuela, around the world, because we have 5 million Venezuelans living in different places around the world. I was in New York City, in Central, Central Park South, where the statue of the liberator, Simon Bolivar, is. And we were maybe, let's say, a thousand there, Venezuelans. Wow, that's just, incredible. You know, just with, you know, just with our flags and, you know, uh, with our well, hearts you know, out. And You know, the word is diaspora. That's a diaspora. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and I've met, uh, I'm not going to name a name here, but I've met, you know, somebody who's here illegally, mm -hmm. you know, quote unquote, undocumented. Yeah. And, you know, the United States has to take notice. Mm -hmm. Americans are so isolationist and we're raised to be that way we speak mm -hmm. the one language not i'm not saying everybody of mm -hmm. course but i mean there's this broad kind of middle and you know a lot of people never leave the country and we certainly don't think about this hemisphere as having mm -hmm. a special dynamic but it absolutely does and you have in the consciousness consciousness right now on the left and the right finally an yeah. agreement that we're going to quote unquote build a wall and that agreement is happening mm -hmm. Uh, you know, whatever the terms are, you know, border security is front of mind. And so I think there's a certain attitude of like in the United States of just shut the door. Mm -hmm. we're gonna let's call it the front door. We're going to shut the front door and we're going to forget about what's happening outside mm -hmm. right now in the United States. And here we have this incredible case, you know, not on our border, but not that far away either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where... <sighs> I mean, we're living through history right now, and it's yeah. it's very very real. And yeah, and then and then in in and, and even what's happening recently right now with the government shutdown in in the United States is like in the United States. You I can, think we're working. Again. I think I think it's back yeah. up. Yeah, but temporarily. But, it, but the experience is that the democracy, as powerful as it can be, is very fragile. It's like a love relationship. You need to take care of it, nurture it. You know, protect it because anything can damage nah, it. Nah, 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 no, just let it go. You know, just no, buy really flowers not. once a year. No, no, take no. her on a trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it says, ah, the, you, says know. The, um, you know, getting ready for my second divorce, you know. Yeah, it's a canon for Ronnie Fourteen. That's a joke. Um, no, no, really. Like, it's like we were just experiencing that right now with the shutdowns. Like, with 35 days of, of shutdown, and then what happened is like La Guardia Airport was collapsed, collapsed one day, and then, okay, this is not going to go. This is not good. Okay. This in, is not okay, helping at all. In fairness, and La, then, in fairness LaGuardia, LaGuardia has shutdowns like that all the time. I wouldn't yeah. blame the federal government. LaGuardia is, if you can fly into or out of a place in New York City, may I recommend Newark? Uh, it's not even technically in New York City. Um, well, just, just to call one of the scenes that was like getting crazy in the country. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, of course, of course. I mean, yeah, right. Who are we to talk? I mean, you know, so this is another thing. I think Americans, 
this is gonna this is not an apology for Trump, but one thing as a uh, sort of you zoom out a little bit and you watch what's happening, we can no longer deny who we are, and it's that is sort of a a, a positive thing, mm-hmm. and it's driving people insane. Yeah, uh, and. There is something charming about that. I do. Charming is the wrong word. There's something potentially cathartic and valuable in having to confront your darkest impulses. And as a nation, it, that this is a, this is. A, I feel like we're going through a test. It, the the test in Venezuela right now is to my ears even more acute. You know, you're 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 enduring a collapse. What mm-hmm. what's the rate of uh, inflation? Oh well, uh, the numbers that uh, Johanna is mentioning in there, and uh, well, it's like last year was like one million two hundred thousand percent, and they're calculating this year was going to raise till ten million percent. So it may <laughs> like let's put it this way: when I left Venezuela, I sold my car. And I got three thousand dollars for it. I get one million bolivares from my dad. I don't remember exactly how much was a dollar in that moment. Probably a hundred and seventy or five hundred, something like that. But anyway, well, we can make the calculation right now. You know, so but anyway, right now with four million bolivares, you can probably or three thousand. Well, in that moment. I think I sold it for four million bolivares. I said it was like maybe right now you can buy like a bottle of. Scotch, maybe. Wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me that for a car, I could get a bottle of scotch? Yeah, I mean, in, sold. if you compare, done something like that. Yeah, outstanding. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fantastic. Uh-huh. I want to break this down again because people in the United States are accusing. Yeah, let's go back. This to of that. being a coup, and I'm just asking: Was it sudden? No. Mm-hmm. Was it violent? No. No. Not largely. Not in like a militaristic sort of way. You know, nobody stormed a building. Um. And illegal. Was it illegal? No, it was completely within the Constitution. What Guaido has been doing is in the Constitution. Okay, so, you know, let's use words the way that they're intended. So I'm hearing from my friend Jose, not a coup. I'm hearing from this comedian. Tell me her name again. Johanna Hausmann. 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 (laughs) Not a coup. So for what it's worth, I'm hearing not a coup from a couple of Venezuelans. You know, we'll keep uh, let's keep looking around online and, you know, you got to do your own uh, math on this stuff. Let's say, Jose, mm-hmm. where can people find you? Do you, you you on the social medias if anybody wants to connect well, with you? Yeah, I mean, I uh, reopened my Facebook after three years. So you can find me on Facebook is Jose Ignacio Gomez. J O S E I G N A C I O G O M B Z. I'll put it in the show notes. I, you know, and this is at getthispodcast.com. I would personally encourage you, like, you know, if you have ideas about Venezuela or thoughts about it, I think reach out to Jose. There, you know, there's no harm in that. If you're a Venezuelan living in New York, yeah, all, I, all yeah. I'm gonna say is speak from my heart and, and my experience. Like every other Venezuelan, part of the diaspora, or the people that left our country and. Um, to to find a better life, and so, but you know, we still have family there. We still have friends, and um, people are dispersed, and everywhere where we have been, have been suffering from all of this, and this is the first time that I feel like a little release and peace in my body and my mind and my soul after 20 years of all this tragic nightmare. 
but there, yeah, going back to the thing of the, the coup is like it's very important to say it's not a coup because a coup have to be back up with the military. And the the people in control of the military is Maduro's regime. And then well said what one of my best friends uh, he said, well, if you don't believe me, you can, you could hear uh, the head of the military in my country saying, go Chavez, which, or viva Chavez, uh, a day before January 23rd on the media. So can you imagine that, you know, the, 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 the how do you call it here, the, the Department of Defense, the, the, the DOD? Like no, the, the head of the Department of Defense. Um, uh, I have no idea. Yeah. In the U.S., how you call the... Like a general? Yeah, the head of the Department of Defense. Uh, Secretary of Defense? The Secretary of Defense. Uh, Sorry for Yeah, no, 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 please. I'm the one who couldn't <laughs> rattle it yeah. off. I've lived well, here since So I can was... you imagine the Secretary yeah. of Defense here, like, uh, we uh, like, uh, we are backing up Trump and everything. Go Trump. Go Trump, no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, super, that, inappropriate. No, no, yeah, yeah, super inappropriate. Completely Super inappropriate. So... So that's the proof that you know, the military is being controlled from the regime. So we've been fighting peacefully on the streets where our where our signs, where you know our hearts, where our where our minds, where our you know our words. Uh, millions of people have been fighting for this, and a lot of people have been repressed, putting in jail, tortured, killed by the regime so this is not like you know when when some stream leftist people are calling this and that or other you know i don't care we don't care about this is right it's not the, right or, the, or left the word coup and again i don't know you know i don't i'm not i don't know the other side of this but the word coup provokes all these ideas about like the cia backing something up and from what i'm hearing mm -hmm. it's not that but i you know i i don't want to spread misinformation so again i encourage everybody who cares about this to do a little bit of research mm -hmm. uh jose i want to ask you a few more questions uh what what could like an American, you know, just an average American person mm -hmm. who, you know, maybe they like Starbucks, maybe they don't, <laughs> you know, what can they do? What could what could we do uh -huh. right now? Is there anything like a like a fund or like something where you can get money into the hands of people who are struggling down there? That's one thing that that seems to me yeah. to be absent. You know, yeah. You know, uh, well, right now the U.S. is is actually giving twenty million dollars, uh, just with like. To, to bring medicines and um, basic things that people need right away in this, in this kind of emergencies. Um, we are being ensured that the, through Pre President Guaido, who, that, that this money and these resources are going to get in the right hands finally. Because the U.S. has been offering many times help to, to the people in Venezuela, but the regime is being cutting them off and then pushing them away, not accepting this, which is another crime. That we, we've been violating uh, uh, human rights through, through the regime so many times. It's so interesting. I haven't heard a single thing in the media. Maybe it's what I'm consuming, but not a single sort of means to support. And I think it's just because everything is in turmoil. There's no in, in order in, mm -hmm. in anything. And it, it sounds like what y'all need, whatever it looks like, is some sort of stability where the, where the, the currency can be recalibrated mm -hmm. and things can get back to something like normalcy. Yeah, right? I, don't, I don't understand that much about economy, but, but in my opinion and in my experience, you know, 
or the things that I have seen. I mean, as soon as you get rid of the, you know, all of these guys, you know, a lot of people are, you know, it's a beautiful country with a lot of resources. A lot of people are going to invest back and and the money is going to is going to go to the right hands because the problem is that the regime is being using all of the money from the oil and from the gold and all all of their all of the money they, they, that is being in hands of the regime they have been using it for their own satisfaction buying real estates around the world in Dubai and stealing all the money and on top of that supporting uh, Cuba um, Middle East uh, terrorists the guerrillas uh, and, and also also paying to many other countries and governments to support them uh, their their politics and as, uh, so they can stay in power forever basically because that's the reason that's, I mean that's the, the on top of that it's not it's not like a uh, the regime is not like a government oh okay we're in six years because every six years they switch the period in Venezuela every six years are new elections but uh, in, but they've been there forever for 20 years so would you imagine like okay Trump or whoever is the next president is gonna stay here for 20 years and they, they can keep going and going and going and going right so, no it'd be terrible so it, it sounds like as of Tuesday, January 29th, there are financial sanctions against Maduro mm-hmm. and his regime. Mm-hmm. And this is going to ha- start to have an effect because the military is ostensibly still mm-hmm. recognizing him. That's what I'm reading. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then uh, we're reading both together right now. So Yeah. Yeah. This is interesting. So I'll read. I'm just going to read from the Financial Times. This is pretty recent, so this is current again as of January 29th. Uh, They're saying Juan Guaido drove from Caracas to the Venezuelan coast. Hooded men stopped his car, dragged him out at gunpoint, and bundled him into the back of an SUV. That happened before he he was sweared in front of the... So this this has already happened, so they're telling the story. Yeah, that happened maybe like two weeks ago. They they were driving him. He was driving down, and they stopped all the traffic on the highway, and they knew he was there, and they're just like this secret, like the secret police in Venezuela, Sevin. Uh, they stopped him and they they drag him, take him out of his car and put him in another like an SUV and drove him uh, over just to talk to him to see what was going on. I don't know exactly what kind of conversation they had in there. Yeah, I would not I, like to have a black put, yeah. uh, hood put on my head. Yeah, but yeah. it seems to me. Oh well, no, and there, there's an, there's another one too. It seems to me that first that conversation. I think it seems to me that Guaido kind of told him, told them. That hey, I'm, I'm here to protect us all and get rid of this government and all of that. But then also there been there's another video, of course made by the government insinuating, which we don't even know if it was right uh, real or not, insinuating that Guaido went to negotiate with one of the head of the regime, like wearing a hoodie. <laughs> so. Mm. So in the camera you cannot see if it's Guaido right. or not. Yeah, yeah. So they're trying to what? Portray yeah, they're trying to you know, you know, confuse the people of, and they right. say, oh, this is guy is going to create more serious. problems. It's not serious. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's the same game yeah, of propa- the yeah. propaganda. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. So it sounds like 
the direction it's taking right now is that there are, there are going to be new elections. That's well, that's the goal. Yeah, that, that's the goal. Like, call to new elections as soon as we can. But the, the main things we need to do pre- first is just get the, the, get the institutions back to the people and to the, to the Venezuelan people. Um, take control of that. Uh, help, you know, more, you know, bring all the humanitarian uh, help that we can from other countries, uh, in, including the U.S., uh, and then when everything c- kind of like calm down more, then you know we were going to call uh, elections. Right. I mean, and when those elections come along. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can have you back on the podcast sometime. I also want to have you back mm-hmm. on and talk about, you know, a book, a movie, or a film, or something. Maybe there's yeah, something that you, we can. You know talk. what? I mean, yeah. it's funny. I mean, I was sitting here. We're, we're friends from the neighbor. Uh, Kevin is a good friend, and I think, yeah, Venezuela has been in my head for the last three, four weeks, um, and, and even more right now. For like every Venezuelan is being like that, but definitely I was thinking right now that we can just speak about Bohemian Rhapsody, which <laughs> which is I would just just change the subject a lot. Well, yeah, it's just yeah. because it's been very controversial and, and the critiques and all. But I actually love the movie and love love Rami Malek performance, to, and that will be a good one. Yeah, to, let's you know, segue into talking to about some of the stuff that we yeah. love. Um, yeah. You love your country. I yeah. want to ask you a couple more things about mm-hmm. Venezuela before yeah. we shift gears. And then, yeah, 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 let's talk about that for a few minutes. I hope I can I make sense on all of this, and uh, do you understand every, everything I'm saying? Because sometimes I, English is it depends. Sometimes uh, it works. Sometimes it's like it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> your your English is far better than my Spanish or my German or my Latin. All right. Uh, all right. So Venezuela, mm-hmm. what? What are the what are the best things about the country? You hear a lot of <sighs> negative news, and Americans love negative news. Yeah, People love negative news about other places. I think I think the best better. thing we have bef- besides having all these resources and a beautiful country for tourism for for everything is the Venezuelan spirits. Like we're like the, the Venezuelan people are always like making fun of every situations as much as they can. It's like for example, uh, two weeks two weeks ago, I think I saw a video of when. When people were saying that Trump was gonna, well, you know, U.S. was going to back up Guaido as a president, then you see this like four guys from, I think they were from Maracaibo, is on the west side of the country. These guys are tend tend to be like big belly guys that drink a lot of beer and drink a lot, so they were like making fun, uh, and then this guy was like standing like a military guy with like you know, uh, casual clothes. Uh, same, hey, Mr. Trump. We're here to tell you that if if you back up Venezuela and get rid of Maduro, we're gonna make that wall for you. We're gonna paint it. We do, a, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, we yeah, build yeah. your wall. We build your. So you know they were making fun like that, and, and that's kind of like the spirit of, of what it is. Like with people like like having living the life, you know, living life and with with. Not too much. Our problem, our problem uh, as country, w- is when we got greedy and, and blind by these excesses in life and wanted to have billions and billions and that. And that's what happened with the regime. And they they all got trapped in this game. And, but we're like sweet people that we were very family oriented. <laughs> when I put it that way, uh, open, open hearts, and we we're very. We're very nice hosts. We we love to take care of our of our 
for guests, you know, giving the best. So if you come to if you come to Venezuela, we're gonna treat you like you know we're gonna give you the best of us, the best food. We're gonna take you to the the best places. Uh, I'm just gonna, just gonna give you a good time, basically. And I hope more than anything that mm -hmm. in the very near future you're able to do that as a country yeah. i hope you can pull that off because i think right now people would not think to to take a holiday to venezuela but maybe in the next five ten years that'll change yeah no, i know i think i'm being more positive i think is everything keep going the way it's going right now you know in, in, in a year or two you know we're you know we're, we're gonna have um more because the, the problem is that the police we don't want to as soon as we get rid of the political tension and that's gonna be like you know that's that's what it is it's like this is gonna be out and then you're gonna feel more confident to go and share some time so for the crimes are not gonna disappear the, po the poverty is not gonna disappear just from one day sure. to the other yeah it's gonna take time but to... just that release is gonna bring us a lot of change and then you know and then like i say it's a it's a country with a lot of resources so if this money go to the right hands and it's distributed to help and to rebuild the country and the economy it's it's, it's, a, it's a matter of you know it's not gonna be it's not gonna be that long i don't think it's gonna be that long i mean for if for the main goals or if we or the, or the, for the venezuela that we all have been dreaming to have all of our lives since i was a kid uh, that's gonna take more time we need to actually think about all of the mistakes we made in the past um, not to do them again and really take care of Venezuela, take care of the people, like, you know, uh, make it grow, make it, you know, we can be much more than we had before Chavez, way much more better. All right, viva Venezuela. Viva, viva Venezuela, Venezuela, viva la libertad y viva el pueblo venezolano y... y There you go. Uh, lo mejor a todos. Lo mejor a todos. Y el, uh, viva el presidente Guaidó. Let's talk about Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we talk about Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, you can talk about it for a minute now, right? You really <laughs> dug it, huh? You were talking about Remy Malik. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm I'm an actor, so uh, I'm I'm actually I'm a SAC member. I was happy I voted for him on the SAC Awards. So Remy, you know, my vote was for him. I, I I really wish I one day I can work with you. So I have the chance to even ask him a couple of questions at a screening, at a sex screening they did on 42nd Street, uh, the Regal Theaters. Um, he's a wonderful actor, man, and I love what he did with Freddie Mercury. And people are complaining that it didn't reflect much about the AIDS and the, all the struggling of the gay people I in really the 80s. I thought the AIDS was And I think there. they did a pretty good job in the movie that, First, it wasn't about Freddie Mercury only. It was it was about Queen, a tribute to Queen and the life of Freddie Mercury, but but within the band. So I think they they put it. They they had a good balance on all of these situations. They show the 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 history of the band and a lot of the aspects of Freddie Mercury's life that wasn't easy. He you can see how. It wasn't easy for him to go through certain moments in his life, but he was very strong and dedicated to his passion uh, as a performance. Uh, he knew, he understood very well what, who he was. He was a performance, and he just went all the way all the time and put it out. So I respect that, and 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 that was that exactly how he got through all those bad times. Well, and it culminates. No spoilers. Mm -hmm. If you don't know this, uh, I don't know what to tell you, but it culminates in 
uh, a concert video, essentially, yeah. that's mm-hmm. reenacting Live Aid, mm-hmm. which for rock historians, mm-hmm. pop and rock historians, is considered to be the greatest, if not one of the greatest, live stadium performances mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah, exactly. And one of the greatest live performances of all time. Mm-hmm. And that's that's part of the story, too. They're They're bringing you to that moment as this climax. And that brought Queen back for a while, too. They were dead in the water. Yeah. And that one performance brought them right back. Yeah, the they spent maybe like four years uh, separate because Freddie Mercury conflicts, he, you know, he things got in his head and, you know, well, I mean, we're all humans. He made some mistakes in that moment and he uh, go away from his family. His family was Queen, his rock family, his music family. And when he understood that it was it was a big mistake, he went back, apologized. Yeah. And then after four years without even playing with each other, they worth boom, they practiced for a couple of weeks or something and they worth they seeing made this concert. And I, I liked it twice as much as I thought I would. I mean I heard mm-hmm. the reviews were mixed, but that fans were loving it. And I, I thought it was a pretty fun movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it this masterpiece? Uh no, but the performances. His performance is certainly masterful, and that yeah. was exciting to see because yeah, yeah. obviously with Mr. Robot, he's already an A-list guy, but this seals the deal, and mm-hmm. it's super cool to see a career uh, bloom like that, and what a great role. The thing, and we'll wind down here now, Jose, mm-hmm. the thing I'm into and shared with Jose is this great album called Giles Corey by the band of the same name, Giles Corey, and it's this uh, guy whose name escapes me right now, but I, I need to remember it. Um, uh, I think oh, it's Dan, Dan Barrett, I think, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, but he has another band called Have a Nice Life, and they're uh, kind of dark wave shoegaze, and Giles Corey is his American folk gothic outfit, and the album, I described it to you, Jose, earlier as mm-hmm. yeah. music to a film that hasn't been made yet. That's how it sounds to my ear. So it's not something you'd put on at a party, uh, very moody, and it's uh, the name they take their name from Giles Corey, who was part of the Salem Witch Trials and who was killed uh, as part of that. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the way they killed him is they put stones on top of him. On top of him, I think they put a door on top of him and then laid stones. And instead of repenting, he simply said, "More weight, <laughs> more weight." So what a what a um, what a thing to name your band. And they only have one album at this point, but they're really, really great. So that's my little, yeah. uh, hey, I love this. Very moody, very cool, very dark, very Americana. And, uh, you know, on that note, Jose, do you have anything final to say to well, uh, I'm, our I'm, listeners? Yeah, no, after what you say, what you said uh, about that kind of torture and, uh, and weight to die, like, yeah, it's been like that for... For Venezuela. Venezuela. Huh? It's like more yeah. weight, more weight, more, more weight. weight. And we were taking all this for 20 years and we make it to this point. So right now is the moment, you know, we show how the strength we have and we never stop fighting. And that I really respect because I see other countries, uh, you know, they're like, uh, they, they give up on all this fight. And, and I, I don't get the impression that, yeah, that no, Venezuela is going to roll over. Yeah, this is not the case of Venezuelan people. And, and I really respect that in this, in this, the spirit of that, uh, that strength. I really admire her. after all we've been going through people losing their families and, and kids and sons. And, and my, my grandma died last year. And I couldn't go and visit, you know, for the last, I haven't, I didn't see her in seven years. 
Um, may, there's many other. I got a friend that would, was killed with the for the with the military and all of this stuff. All of this stuff. I'm sorry. So yeah, um, uh, just Don't keep hamming in there. Keep hamming in there. Um, we 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 got this back. We got our country back, and then things are gonna get. Uh, we're gonna get the country that we love. Uh, you know, we're both young men. I think we'll live to see it. And uh, hey, Jose, mm-hmm. more weight. More weight. More weight. More weight. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you.